0: go ahead and for just one minute let's just remember let's just remember at least one reason why we can say today that is who you are God just in your in your mind in your heart just for one minute just thank God for that one time that that's who God was that nobody was and God was just thank him for that time right there just remember right now, maybe you're like, I don't, I can't remember nothing. I can't, I I just, nothing's coming to my mind. Thank God because you're here this morning. There's a lot of people that can't even make it to church. There's a lot of people that haven't been able to go back to church. Just give thanks to God that you're healthy today, that you can take a breath, a deep breath, and exhale and inhale, exhale and inhale, and still come to church. Thank God for that because that's who he is, and there's a reason why you're here this morning. And we just praise you lord we thank you jesus because that is who you are that is who you continue to be that is who you will always be no matter what we do no matter what how far we put you aside lord jesus no matter how what closet we hide you in no matter what where we leave our bible lord you will continue to be who you are lord and i ask you that you help this generation this youth be able to get a grasp of that and be able to say well you know what if that's who God is I'm going to be someone for God as well if that's who God's going to be for me I'm going to be somebody for God as well Lord let us be those vessels that you want to use in this time Lord the vessels that you want to to mold up to be something special Lord Jesus let us not put an obstacle in front of us Lord but let us move that obstacle away and be able to glorify your name Dear Heavenly, in this morning we pray, dear Heavenly Father, we pray for the word that you have put in my heart, Lord Jesus. I ask you that you uh, be with me, Lord, and you guide me and that I can teach in an orderly manner, Lord, and that you can be the one that's glorified this morning, Lord, that we can lift your name up and that we can leave this place knowing that we have been changed, that we've been transformed, that we've received the new word from you, Jesus. I ask you that in this time you start opening hearts, minds to whatever it is that you want to them to hear this morning, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. How many of you are happy to be in the house of God this morning? Amen. It is a new day. It is a new day. Uh, there's a guy at my job that always says it's a new day in paradise, but we're at work. So if that's at work, this is a new day in extra paradise here because we're in God's house. Amen. Uh, I have a topic today that I want to speak about, and it's something that I've been Working on is something that God's been helping me in my life, and I I labeled this topic, the blind leading the blind, okay? Remember that, the blind leading the blind. Now, when we hear that, some of us can laugh, some of us can be like, well, that's not possible. Some of us can be like, well, how is a blind man going to lead a blind man if they're both blind? And it is possible because a lot of us, we actually do it in our own lives. Before we start, I want to, you know, just do something real quick, something just to get y'all, you know, going. If I can get two volunteers, just two volunteers. Two. I got Tony. One more. One more. Okay, Joel, let me borrow your hoodie real quick. okay come over here stand right here now this is what it means for a blind man leading a blind man okay now you're going to put your hands on his shoulders right here can you see don't be cheating can you see no you can kind of see you can't see at all No. okay now you close your eyes okay now you're going to lead him to the door yeah You're already going the wrong way, dude. Yeah, turn left. Turn another left. Okay, now come back this way. And now try to go to the other side of the room to your chair. Awesome. Now the reason I did this, the reason, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all very much. The reason I did this is just so you can take a little glimpse at what sometimes we do in our lives. Whenever I said the blind leading the blind, I didn't really literally mean somebody literally following a blind man, which a lot of us, we tend to do anyways. We tend to follow friends. We tend to follow our boss. We tend to follow our, our, our coworkers in a wrong way where they're blind, and we have the light. We know we can see. We know the truth, and we decide to follow them. And we're like, well, you know what? Uh, uh, okay, I'll follow. But today I want to speak about how you are leading your own life, your own heart, your own soul in the wrong way. Because a lot of us, we know the truth, and we're here in this uh, classroom right now, and we're saying, well, you know what, Neph, You're dumb. I would never follow a blind man. That's dumb. Why would I do that? But a lot of us, we do it every single day because we choose to be blind in the moment when we're sinning. We choose to be blind in the moment when we know we're doing something wrong and we lead our own life, our own body, our own, our own heart. We lead it in the wrong way. And that's what we're doing with our life. At, at first, you're like a blind man leading a blind man. That's dumb. That's what are you going to preach about today, Nev? But it's literally what we choose to do every single day. When we look away and we're like, well, I know that's wrong, but not today. I can't. I, d- I just have to do it. I have to feel good. I re- I'm too tied up. What are they going to think about me? Now, if we open the Bible in Matthew 15, and I'm going to read 1 through 20, but I want to read in two separate sections today. We're going to read Matthew 15, and we're going to read 1 through 9 first. And it says... Some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrive from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They ask him, why do your disciples disobey our, age, our, our, our age-old tradition? For they ignore a tradition of ceremonial hand-washing before they eat. And then Jesus replies, and why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God? Right here, right now, I can already see that God has the best comebacks. Logo, luego, zoom. The Pharisees asked them a question. They say, "Hey, dude, why are your disciples, your followers, they're tripping? They don't follow our rules." And God says, "Hold up, time out. Now, why do you?" And he automatically, He says, "And why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God?" And then He says, "For instance, God says, honor your father and mother. And anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mo- of their father or mother must be put to death." But you say it's all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give God what I would have given to you. And this way, you say, they don't need to honor their parents, and so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own tradition. You hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. The w- their worship is so far fierce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. And that, and, that, and that verse 9, right here, when you see verse 9, it says, uh, I don't know which, uh, t- uh, this is King James. It says, but in vain. They worship in vain. What does it mean to worship something in vain? It means to know that what you're doing is useless. What you're doing is literally you're doing it for nothing. A lot of y'all, y'all sitting here this morning, we sang two songs. And y'all did it for nothing. And it's sad to see that going on in people's lives. There's people that come to church and they worship God for nothing. Because what they're doing is they're coming with a religious heart saying, you know what? Well, I look nice. I haven't done nothing. I washed my hands this morning, spiritually speaking, and I'm going to be holy before God. But they're hiding who they really are. It's easy to look like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm speaking right now. It's easy to look like, oh, well, that's Nev. He 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 can speak. But in my heart, I can hide so many things from y'all that y'all wouldn't even know. And it's easy. And God is saying, what is the point of y'all washing y'all's hands before eating? What's the point? If at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're going to change my word to fit yours. Right there is how we start to become blind we start to either be religious or we start to be worldly to the point where we're like, well, I'm going to change how I believe. God says don't sin, but at least I'm not sinning every day. I'm sinning twice a day, once a week. You start making your own rules. Well, if God can't see me at school, my parents can't see me at school, it's okay. At home, I have to be a different person. A lot of us, we tend to hide the things that make us look who we really are. There's been a time in my life where if y'all knew who I really was and then y'all, y'all heard, saw me at church, y'all would be like, dude, you're a hypocrite. Get out of here. And a lot of times, we dis- that's the life we decide to live. We're like, okay, well, it's easier. It's easier to be two-faced, and it actually is not. It's harder. And God's literally saying, y'all are a bunch of hypocrites. And I want you to tell you right now that while you question my disciples, I'm going to tell you something real quick. What you're doing today is useless. And he tells them in the face your worship, your teachings, they're useless if you're going to change my word. And this time, you're going to realize that preachers, that, that, that teachers at school, at church, they're going to start teaching different. They're going to start having to change the word of God because they might not believe the same way they did last year. They might not believe after all these things happening in the world, they might not believe the same way they did before it started. But now God's saying... Do you want to be somebody that worships? Do you want to be somebody that can be taught that somebody that lives their life for God or somebody that's doing it in vain? Would you love to live your whole life coming to church, to live your whole life singing to God, to live your whole life being a Christian and get to heaven? And God said, all those years that you did that, guess what? I'm sorry to tell you, but it was in vain. It was useless. Why? Why? Because your heart didn't follow me. Your actions were different. You wanted to be approved. Well, guess what? You did awesome. You were approved by man. Your parents approved of you. They thought you were holy. But I know what was inside. And I can't approve of that. And it was useless. Now, we worry about the world. And we worry about the world right now because we're like, oh, my God, the world is removing God from schools. The world is removing God from schools from uh certain uh, certain places you go to they're trying to take off things they're they're trying to add different things they don't even they can't you can't even preach or or pray at, at at school every the world's just going crazy but let me tell you right now that from the Pharisees' time when God was on this earth, ever since then even Christians were taking God away. they would make up their own things and it says it says right there. You're changing my word for your traditions. And it's not just the world that's taking God away from things. Sometimes we do it too. And we get mad because we're like, how can they take God out of the preju- uh, Pledge of Allegiance at school? Like, we've said that since we were little. How can they do that? But how come you don't ask yourself the question, how can I take away God from my life if God's literally living with me? I ask God to be with me. How can I take him away? Now, if we continue to read Matthew 15, verse 10, it says, Then Jesus called the crowd. I love how Jesus was, because first he would go off on somebody, right? He, 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 just, he just went off on the Pharisees. The Pharisees are literally like, bruh, like you just told us we're nothing, right? And now Jesus takes the time to say, okay, I just did all this. Now, everybody, come here. You know what? This is a great time to teach something. Everybody, come on. Let's, let's learn something this morning. And then he says, that Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear? And he says, listen and try to understand. And that's what I'm going to tell you this morning. Listen and try to understand. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. The Pharisees are too too worried about what's going in their mouth you didn't wash your hands dude like did you know that if you don't wash your hands you can get coronavirus you can get the flu you can get parasit- all these things and now jesus is like let me tell y'all what's more important it's more important what goes out of your mouth than what comes in some of y'all are looking at me like nah dude i gotta eat like i don't know about that one but it's important and it says right here, it's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. And now the disciples are like, wait, hold on, time out, Jesus. Okay, we understand what you're saying. Now we got to know something. Do you realize you offended the, the Pharisees by what you said? Like, do you realize that you hurt their feelings? Like, you went off on them, Jesus. Like, you're not going to apologize or what? Jesus says, every plant not planted by, Heavenly Father, by the Heavenly Father will be uprooted. Can somebody tell me what uprooted means? Uprooted. When you pull a root out of the ground. Okay? If you can see that right here. But he answered and said, every plant which my heavenly father hath not planted shall be uprooted. There's going to be times where you're going to be exposed. There's going to be times where you're going to be in a place where they're going to be like, well, I'm sorry, dude. I, I can tell you're not a follower. You're going to be pulled out of the ground because that's what God says. There's going to be times where you're just walking the walk and you're trying to be someone you're not. You're trying to be a Christian and you're totally a different person outside of church. And then whenever you want something from God, you're coming to God and saying, Hey, Lord Jesus, like, have you seen what I've done at church? And he takes you and he uh, takes you all the way up from the ground. And he says, I'm not seeing what's over the ground. I'm seeing what's in the ground and what's in the ground. It's growing something bad. You might look pretty. How many of y'all look, look at the weeds in y'all's, in y'alls yard and y'all actually some weeds actually look nice and you don't really want to pull them out? But you might look pretty from the top side. But God says, I'm going to take you up and I'm going to show you what you actually look like. And he says, he, it, Jesus says to them, So ignore them. They are blind guides leading the blind. And if one blind person guides another, They will both fall into a ditch. A lot of times we decide or we think or we want to follow somebody that we know is not walking with God. We want to be with someone that we know is not walking with God. And we're like, well, it's going to work. How many years have you been with that person? Five. How come they don't come to church? Well, they don't believe in God. And what do you think about the next step? Well, I'm just waiting till the day that I, that I can transform that person. Some of us, we just want to grab a hold of that. And when it's time to let go, we can't let go. Because we tied ourselves to it. And we end up doing what God has not asked us to do. We end up following someone that's blind. We, li- we end up following people that are guiding us into a ditch. We think at the moment it's cool. I I I realized a lot of times whenever I was in school how following somebody that was doing something so bad was so easy. It's so easy. You can do it in five seconds. Five seconds. You can do something bad. But it's so easy. But God's telling us, don't follow the blind. This morning, do not follow the blind because they're leading you straight to the ditch. But now I'm going to switch it around and ask you, How many of y'all are following y'all's own selves in a blind way? How many of y'all are making your heart follow what you want to do into a ditch? And when I say heart, it's because God continues, and then he says, Then Peter said to Jesus, explain to us the parable that says people aren't defiled by what they eat. And Jesus says, don't you understand yet? anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer but the words you speak from your heart that's what defiles you from your heart comes evil thoughts murder adultery all sexual morality theft lying and slander these are what defile you eating with unwashed hands will never defile you you see god didn't tell us hey good hey y'all if y'all don't wash your hands before y'all eat i'm sorry but that's not holy That's not holy. And a lot of times we take specific things in our life and we're like, well, God, I've done all this that you've asked me to do. I've done every single thing. I come to church. I follow my parents. I do what they say. I honor them. But how come you can't answer my prayer? And God's saying there's certain things in your heart that are defiling you. Not what you eat, not what you do. It's in your heart. Because out of your heart is what comes, what you really have in your life. You see, I can sit here and punch Waldo in the face. Will that hurt him? Yes. Will he get mad? Yes. Will he turn the other cheek? Yes, because that's what the Bible says to do. Right? But he can get over it. The bruise will go away. He can possibly forget about it. But if I came in here one day and spoke out of my mouth and spoke towards him and made him feel like something so bad, that can hurt somebody. That can tear somebody apart because it's what comes out of our mouth that describes who we really are. If I sit here and I say I hate coming to church, you can automatically see what's in my heart. If I sit here and say, well, I hate being around people, you can see what's in my heart. And what God is telling you is that this morning, he wants you to open your heart. Open your heart like a book. Just open it. And go through it. Because somewhere in there, one day you decided to let God in. Somewhere in your heart, one day you let God in. And what God is asking you is to open your heart and to really see what's in there. We get so caught up in our regular lives where we're like, well, I don't, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. I'm, I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. I, need, I don't even have time for breakfast. I don't need, And we're so caught up. And what we're doing is just stacking up every single little thing in our heart. And then when we break down, we're like, why, God? Why? There's a lot of things in our hearts that we need to release. Some of us are holding things in our heart from 15 years ago when we remember when somebody told us something and and we just remember it like if it was yesterday. And we just can't let go. And what God's saying is, no matter what you do, if you're worried about betraying me, if you're worrying about defiling me, if you're worried about not following me in the right way, let's open your heart. Because that's where the struggle comes. A lot of us, we got ready for church. How many of y'all looked at ourselves in the mirror? If you didn't look yourself in the mirror, you're lying this morning. Because I know every single person in here saw themselves in the mirror. No matter how late you were running, you took one glimpse at the mirror. I already know. Now, what I want to know is how many of y'all would actually leave y'all's house one day without looking at the mirror? You you would just leave? Okay. He's being honest. Anybody else? Tita, you would actually leave the house without looking at the mirror one time? <laughs> now, why I'm saying this is because a lot of us, we actually look at ourselves in the mirror because what? We want to make sure we look good, right? Or is there another reason? I don't know if there's another reason. Is there another reason? We want to make sure we look good, right? So we look at ourselves in the mirror. Some of us are looking at our hair. Some of us are looking at our face. Some of us are looking at who knows what, making sure, you know, y'all look good. But do you ever go in the morning and sit up and say, you know what, today I'm going to look at what's inside my body, not what I look like because I can look clean because it's so easy to deceive people these days. I could not shower for a week and deodorant some cologne and some clean clothes Will make y'all think that I showered this morning. But do you ever wake up and say, you know what? Today I want to see what's inside my heart. Today I want to see what it is that why every single time I just have a short fuse. Like I just get mad so easy. What is it that's leading me into this ditch that I keep falling into? I thought I was over this. A lot of us we want to grab our addiction and say, Well, you know what? I'm not gonna do this anymore. You know what, God, please help me not do this anymore. You know what, Lord, I promise you I won't do this anymore. And this is what we do. We put it in a place where we know where it's at and we're like, Lord, have you seen me? I've gone five days without doing what I said I wouldn't do no more. Are you proud of me, Jesus? There's going to come a time where you're going to have to reach in that same place and you're going to see what it is, your temptation that you defeated. And when you see it, and you fall back into the same, same, same story, God is telling you you're wasting your time. Because God is saying your temptation is no longer in your hands. It's in your heart. Your sin is no longer in your hands. It's part of your heart. Your lustfulness will draws you to, to, to sin sin. That's not in your hands. That's not in your eyes. That's in your heart. And what God's saying is, if you don't remove it, if you don't remove it from your heart, it's going to continue to happen. And removing it from your heart is what God is saying. That's how you remove something from your life. A lot of of us, we can't do that. We can't do that. We'd rather have it in our reach because we want to have the just-in-case, just-in-case moment. What if God doesn't really listen to me? And many times we want a blessing from God, and we want that blessing. We want to feel that blessing. We just want to endure in that blessing, and we want to say, God, like, thank you for the blessing. But we want that blessing without being obedient and having a relationship with God. Having a relationship with God is one thing, and being obedient to God is another thing. Okay? obeying God is knowing what he's telling you to do and listening to what he says and saying, well, you know what? I'm going to do what you say. Totally different. But some of us want to receive the blessing and some of us want to receive the acceptance from God without even having a relationship with him. And this morning, I want to encourage you that if you know that there's certain things in your heart and it doesn't have to um, always be sin. Because a lot of us, we don't struggle with sin. We struggle with depression. We struggle with feeling left out. We struggle with feeling like nobody cares about us. We struggle with just problems in our mind. But God's saying, this morning, that can be transformed. All you have to do is open your heart and give those things to me. And in Psalm 7, 14 and 15, it says, the wicked conceive evil. Nobody in here conceives evil, right? hope not okay i hope not and then it says they are pregnant with trouble and give birth to lies now uh, that kind of exposes you because you didn't say you were evil but now it's saying that if you're evil you you lie you know it kind of exposes people and it says they dig a deep pit to trap others then fall into it themselves i don't i don't i don't want to point fingers at anybody in here but there's times where in your life you thought that you were digging a ditch that you were digging a hole for somebody else to fall into there's been times where you were digging a hole because you were so angry and maybe you were trying to trap your addictions your sin your 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 discomfort everything that brings you down you were trying to trap it in that hole but at the end of the day the person who fell in that hole was you it's time to let go of you and let God take over you. The more you try to do things your own way, you with your own strength, is the more that your depression, your anxiety, your, your, your confusion, your frustration is going to come. Because what you're doing is you're trying to control something God can do easily. I've told you all so many times that what we need to do is give our dreams, give our life to God. Because a lot of times our dreams is not even what God wants. And what are you going to do when God tells you it's not what I want for you? So it's something that we need to take into consideration, saying, you know what, God? If it takes me opening up my heart, because it's something hard to do. It's so hard to say, you know what, I'm wrong. Especially to another human. Especially to somebody that you know you did something wrong to. It's hard to say, you know what, I've done wrong. I've sinned. I've, 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 I've sinned so many times. You know what, guys, who you see this morning is not even who I am. It's hard. It's so hard. But what God wants you to do is to stop living a hard life. Stop living a life where you just brought down every single time. Don't live like the fairy seasons that where they say, well, you know what, well, if you don't do this, then you're not glorifying, glorifying God. I'm glorifying God in my own way. Like, this is how I glorify God. Because you're doing it, and it's useless. What God wants is a clean heart, a heart that is chasing after him, a heart that wants more of him. And you will see that at a young age, a lot of y'all are like, well, Neff, dude, why are you talking to me about this? Like, I'm barely 13, 15. Like, I'm not even, you know, mature. If you know good and bad, you're mature. Oh, no, no, never mind. You're not mature. If you know good and bad, you, you you fall into this category because you sin. That's all it takes. If you know good and bad, you're a sinner, b- and you can be, you know, you know what's wrong. So y- there's no way that you are innocent this morning, okay? But w- this is for everybody. There's been times, and you know that you've said something to a certain person, and you're like, oh, snap. Like, I'm sorry. I did not mean to say that, Right? You've said it and you're like, I did not mean to say that. But what I'm trying to tell you this morning is when you do say it, there's somewhere that came from. There's a spot that that came from. I can't sit here and read a verse and say, Well, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Wait, where did I hear that? I've never even read that. Like, I, did I just make that up? You can't say something that you don't know. So when you say something and you hurt somebody or you just have anger. It comes from something. There's a root. There's a root to that. It it, it doesn't necessarily have to be that, oh, I'm sorry, like, I didn't mean to say that. And know that I hate that person. It's a root that was planted maybe five months ago. And it's starting to grow in our hearts to where it's, it's, it's something ugly. So what God wants us to do is let him be the one that takes that root out. Because a lot of times what we do is take the leaf off the plant. We just take the leaf off and we think that that was enough. Or we take, we take two leaves off or we take the stem off and we think that was enough. And God's like, that's not enough. Let me take the root out. Let me take it from the ground up. Let me take it from where it started. And that's what it takes. It just takes you opening your heart and saying, God, I don't like who I am, I am these days. I don't like how I talk to my parents. I don't like how I talk to myself. I don't even respect myself, I give myself up, like I don't even know what I'm doing with my life no more, like I don't know who I am, I get angry, I get frustrated, I get, I I feel lonely, Lord, please, open me up, take it from the root, I don't want to be evil, I don't want to fall into my own ditch, I don't want to fall into my own hole, I want you to pick me up, and that's what God wants us to do this morning. And I, I I don't have anything else if y'all want to just stand and we can have a time where we can just open our hearts this morning and sincerely be honest with God. Sincerely be honest with God. You know, a lot of times we don't want to give God certain things because we know those certain things make us feel good. But my question is, are those certain things worth? Are those certain things worth God telling you every single thing you did was in vain? Is it worth causing you your everlasting life? Is it worth it? I'm not trying to guilt anybody this morning. That's on y'all. But what I'm trying to do is to give y'all a lesson where it says, you know what? Just, God, I want to give you my heart. Would you like, would you like, to be neighbors, this is, a, this is a question that just came to me. Would you like to know that your neighbor is somebody evil? Would you like to know that your neighbor from that lives next to you is somebody that steals, so, uh, uh, a felon, somebody that's wanted? Would you like to live by somebody like that? Would anybody want to live with somebody like that? Knowing that you can't leave a door open, a window open, because they might break in. Would you like to live next to somebody like that? No. No. But a lot of times, that's what we're doing with God. We let him in our heart, and we're making him live with our dirty sin, with our depression. We're making him live next door to all those things. And I'm talking spiritual right now. We let God into our heart, and yet we let other things into our heart as well. So if you don't want that for your life, why would you want that for God? So just while we pray, let's just give that to God and say, you know what, Jesus, this morning... Whether it is something so small, a little lie that you said, or something huge that you can't get over. This morning, let's just give it to God. Because that's that's what God wants. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask you that especially in these times and these moments that we're living in, Lord, that we you let us realize that our worship, that our teachings that are that, that what we hear from you, Lord that if we're not even walking right with you, Lord, every single little thing we do for you can be in vain. Lord, I ask you that you open up eyes this morning and you open up hearts this morning, Lord. It's so easy. It's so easy to follow the wrong person at the wrong time. It's so easy to follow our own selves into the wrong place. But dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I come before you thanking you for giving us an opportunity to be able to open our hearts up to you to be able to come to you as a father and be able to put every single little thing before you and know that we're not going to be ashamed we're not going to (coughs) be judged wrongly lord but that you will take those things up from the root and you can make us new you can transform us you can renew us lord And I thank you for putting these promises, putting this word in the Bible, Lord, that on a morning like this, that we can just read the scripture and learn and learn from you, Jesus. I thank you for always having mercy on us, for always having grace. But Lord, I ask you that we don't take you for granted, that we don't put you aside. One day we let you in our hearts, Lord, and I ask you that we continue to make that relationship stronger. There's nothing in this world that can make us more and more, more and more in love with you. Lord, your love is unconditional. Lord, you don't ask for nothing from us, but just to receive you and to let you in. Lord, whatever it is this morning that's holding us back, whether it be sin, whether it be a Uh, addiction whether whether it be pornography whether it be a drug whether it be sadness anger frustration anxiety depression whatever it is in our heart that's just pulling us apart that's growing and growing deeper every single time lord i ask that this morning you can grab it from the root and just tear it apart lord and that we let you transform us and that we let you renew our lives lord it's not easy lord letting go to something that we've been growing for years but Lord I know that nothing is impossible for you Jesus and I ask you that this morning you change you change us Lord that when we walk out this door we're not the same person anymore Lord we thank you for this word we thank you for the time of worship Lord and I ask you that you help us mature in you Lord Jesus and you give us a yearning to follow you more and more every single day and we thank you Jesus in your name we pray Amen.